I, I hate when I oh I hate when I cut people off in mid sentence like that as they're saying goodbye. I should just let them tough. take themselves out. Is that what yeah, I should I'd love do? to have him on a fucking for like an hour slot. He's fucking great, isn't he? Oh yeah, no, I would love to get him on Mind Dog TV yeah. podcast. Uh and uh of course I've put out an invitation uh for, <laughs> for Brett. Basically a blanket invitation to be on whenever you want. And uh, a man who does not understand why I am so in love with him. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Fred Erickson. Uh, Yes. Hey, uh, uh, here's the thing, Maddie. You definitely don't need to press the leave button uh, on a comedian. Because (laughs) as soon as the comedian is done uh, saying their words, they will get the fuck out immediately. Good. Don't worry about it. They good are advice. Out of I, I'm I, done here. I'm fucking out of here, dude. Well, that's good advice, and I gotta, I gotta be uh, cognizant of that. I'm used to doing the interview stuff where, uh, you know, I kind of have a introduction and like you gotta cut. Well, you gotta cut the mic. You don't want any hot mic situations. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, did you hear any of this morning or no? Have you? Uh, I uh, I've been on for the last little bit. I uh, really enjoy. I love Glenn Wool so much. I just want I I want Glenn. I want to be cuddled up in a like a, a cabin around a fire, and I want Glenn Wool to read me stories. Yeah, I, I yeah. can see that. But he'd have to now, do the what? songs. He'd have to sing the fucking songs as well. You know, he yeah. he sounds like a great storyteller, man. Yeah. What, yeah, is, yeah, what yeah. is the um, sexier thing, Glenn's manscaping or or uh, Brett's um, thing? Brett, <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you, bun, dude? Oh shit! I'm knocking my desk over. That's a pretty tight bun, ain't it, boys? Is it? How did how the hell you pretty get that done? Beautiful, beautiful. I yeah. uh, I had my last haircut three weeks before the pandemic started. Wow. Shit! Are you just fucking thought grow it long or it started to grow long because there was nothing else to do and then once we got it going i thought let's just fucking i don't give a fuck what do i care i got my last haircut three decades before the millennium (laughs) well that's where i'm headed once this is gone it's gonna be gone forever yeah gone for good there was a picture of you brett um you was in a gig you was wearing like a shirt and you had your leg up on a fucking speaker, and there was like wind blowing in your hair or some shit. It was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a show yeah, here I in look, Austin, and uh, that belonged picture, in fucking journey or some shit. That was class, dude. I thought, you know, I was growing the hair long. I read my uh, Green yeah. Lights by Matthew McConaughey. I've been trying to, I've do? been McConaugheying. I thought, and then I saw a picture of myself, that very picture on stage. And I realized yeah. we got more of a Nicolas Cage Con Air thing going on. Hey, Ooh. that's what it fucking was. I knew it was something. I just couldn't picture it. It was <laughs> yeah. when he walks um, off the fucking plane and he's got that little, little yeah. window closing his head. Cameron yeah. Paul. Yeah, yeah, you fucking nailed it. That's exactly what it yeah. was. Yeah, I was yeah. accidentally caging. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was caging. Yeah, yeah. I got the image of just Nicolas Cage walking off the plane, but with your face on his body now. <laughs> looking face off blown. too. Careful, yeah. you're going to get Carl excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Carl, Carl's going to get hard now. I'm picking on you like we had Inman on this on the show this morning. And um, it's apparently, uh, there's is there some bad blood between you and James Inman? He, I, I didn't get, a, I wasn't up early enough this morning uh, to see James. I wish I would have. I'm sure that, I don't know why James wants to, well, I don't know why he's so mad at me. I, I really don't. I have no idea. I think he was just I, calling I, you, 
He was just calling you a pussy, I think. I think that's what yeah. he said today. <laughs> ba- basically, he's saying you can't take a joke. And I said, uh, no, I, I've seen you make self-deprecating humor <laughs> and, and okay with it all the time. He lives in his own world. It, it all it all stemmed from that same. Okay, so there's a there's some shows down here in Austin by a guy named J.T. Haversat, and a couple of years ago, uh, he I, I I've done his shows. That's where the Nicolas Cage thing was from. It was the Altercation uh, Comedy Festival, right? And J.T. Right. runs it. And a couple of years ago, I did it, and Andy got added to the show. And then we were going to do the podcast issues with Andy that we had just started. We were going to do that there. And then Inman got it in his brain that we were doing an unbookables reunion, which we weren't. (laughs) And he wanted to know why he wasn't a part of it. And, and the answer to that is, well, we're not doing that. And you, you didn't get into this festival. That's the answer. And he just wouldn't accept it. And he's, it's the whole thing's. I can't tell if he's joking or if he's seriously pissed. I don't think he knows. But the answer to that question is the, uh, uh, the, the guy who books it decided not to book you. That's the end of it. And then he, and then he went into this whole thing. If you were really my friend, you would have told him that you weren't doing the fucking show without me. And I'm like, that's not how any of this works, buddy. You know what? Yeah. The irony of that, and I don't want to make this a pick on James thing because I no, like let's do it. Let's make but, it a pick on James thing. Okay. But the irony of that is the movie that he couldn't he couldn't name this morning. I had to kind of say, "What movie are you talking about, James?" And he got pissed at me. In that uh, movie, he's faced with that conundrum, and it did he he. He basically said, "Okay, I'll do the show without them." Basically, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, I mean, there it is. It's it, he's basically complaining about the behavior that he exhibited that is documented in the film that he pushes every single day of his life. He's saying that's bad behavior. So don't do. That's a <laughs> yeah. That's a good fucking. Point. I can't believe I've been arguing with this motherfucker for six or a year and a half. I don't even remember how long it's been. It was before the pandemic started. So I've been arguing with him. I've, I should have known. I should have realized that. But I haven't seen the movie in so goddamn long. I don't remember what's in it. Yeah. So, well, you know. it's a but I love James. I love James. And if he wants to call me a pussy, that's fine. I kind of am a pussy. Yeah, I, I get it. We all are, too. Yeah. <laughs> I got in trouble for even saying that. Like, that's one of the words on the list we can't say anymore because people get offended by saying pussy. Like, come on. We're going to take away all the fucking words, man. You know, who, you know who gets offended by the word pussy? Pussies. Pussies. <laughs> Pussies. <laughs> I, Pretty we we all stepped on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'm just talking them up there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we all did it together, so I didn't have to feel like a dick alone out there. They with me now. <laughs> we know there's plenty around, plenty of pussies to go around. So, it's Brett, as a guy who is, wait, are we? Are you talking, Jamie? Because I am. You're breaking up again. On I was radio. just reading out what Carl, uh, someone put up on the screen. Please read the. Oh, that's, Inman that's, disclaimer. that's just me making sure that we're aware of the Inman disclaimer. So. Gotcha. So, Brett, as as and I don't know this for to be true, but it seems to me like uh, you are um, big up the big part of uh, Andy's life. Who, when he gets cancer, you're probably one of the first people to know. Correct in that? I I I you know I didn't ask him how many people knew before me. I should have. No, well, I'm getting to be the first one to know. I better be right up there in the top. Inman better not know yet. 
<laughs> so so uh, the point I'm making here is you're you're close enough to him to know um if he's really because he puts out the spray front and we all we all want to just wrap our arms around Andy but we I have a feeling that the brave front is kind of a, a full uh full front no yeah well I mean yeah I mean it's a scary thing right obviously but what I think is that I my feeling is that I don't think Andy is all that scared of the cancer I think he's scared of the surgery he's having today and not oh. because of the complications of the surgery, but just because he's scared to have surgery. Yeah, like no. this is a guy who doesn't, you know, he didn't want to get vaccinated at first. He's fully vaccinated, but he didn't really want to get vaccinated because he doesn't like needles. Me too. So he's definitely not happy about getting cut open. So uh, that's where his, uh, I, that's where I felt most of his anxiety was from. Once he gets through this thing today, it's going to be a matter of just, you know, taking care of what's left and staying on top of it. I think he'll be pretty good with that. So, yeah. you know, I so that's I think that's encouraging because, you know, the thing that he was worried about is happening now. So we're going to be done with that soon and on to the next thing. Well, you know, I I feel very positive about this, uh, and I, I'm very hopeful for his his outcome. But I I do feel like you know I, it's okay to to show that you're nervous about this. Of course, we everybody would be. I'd be scared oh, shit right fuck. now. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it did help him. He's got a buddy in. Uh, he's mentioned on the podcast a couple of times as the track coach at Auburn. He's friends with. And that guy connected him up to like another track coach somewhere who had the same procedure done for the exact same reason. And this was a guy who's older than Andy and uh, kind of a big chubby guy. So he's unhealthier than Andy and he's doing great five years later. So that, that, that made him feel better. I was glad that that happened. So uh, uh, kudos to that uh track i don't know the track guy's name but the track coach at auburn was right. that was great help to andy so just seeing that positive result you know hey it can happen i'm, I'm gonna be like that that uh, calmed him down quite a bit and uh you know the gummies the edibles that helps him too yeah well, he was never i talked to him this morning he was nervous that he uh because he's been over doing doing it with the smoking and the edibles and he's worried <laughs> yeah. about uh how that might affect his anesthesia and he might wake up in the middle of it i said nah, yeah that's a he's, lie <laughs> yeah he's worried about all that's what i'm saying he's worried about this operation and i don't blame him but i don't think he's all that worried about what comes after i mean it, it, maybe a little bit as you yeah. would but yeah of course uh so you know and 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 thanks to you you guys for putting this together and doing this and helping out and everybody who's contributed to the GoFundMe, anyone who's on the issues with Andy Patreon, because we're giving all of the Patreon monies going to Andy as well. And uh, that's been a big help to him. And only probably 15% of that money is being spent on weed. Right. So I don't think that's too bad. When you look at most charities... Most medicine, medicine. Yeah, the skimming off the top is a lot worse. You look at like yeah. Samaritan's Purse and Franklin Graham. You know that cocksucker is pulling a Taking million a dollar salary from a charity for poor people, and uh, Andy's only skimming a little bit off the top for some weed that calms him down. So thank you to everybody who's uh, helped out there.
And also, yeah. those pastors, they, they're all doing uh, crystal meth, not weed. I just want oh, for, well, yeah, that's probably why they need more the money. Stuff. Right? But you just yeah. uh, may, I had like a brainstorm about how we can make this fundraiser even kick into the next year. Now, I've been wondering when you're going to come out with an official uh, Brett Bidet line. But here's the idea now. I'm going to get uh, some bidet off of Amazon today. I'm going to buy it. And I'm going to put it up for bid while Jamie and Carl are taking over the show for a while. I'll go on Amazon, buy a bidet. I'll send it down to Brett. Brett can sign an official Brett Erickson signed bidet. Wow. And we'll auction that off tonight. How about that? That yeah. sounds fantastic. That's what the people need. That's what the people want. Do you guys, are you guys all bidet users? Um, uh, when I can, they're not here as often as I like. But when I go on a trip, yeah. I love if I can get one of those powerful ones. You can get right. I, I it's, oh my it's a God. treat to me. Never used one. I need one in my life. I need to try. Jamie, one. Jamie, Jamie. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I had never Please used do. one either Please. until I started, and now I, I, I have to have it. It's if I don't yeah. have it, I feel like a goddamn dirty animal. And <laughs> if shit, if shit came out of your head. If shit came yeah. out of your forehead, you wouldn't just rub paper on it and just go about your day. <laughs> right. Clean it. Exactly the point. Yeah, exactly. you'd use water. You'd use water. If you got That's shit, right. if you got shit on your car, if you got it on your car, you'd use water to wash it off. Yeah. And you should treat your asshole better than you treat your Kia. That's my point. <laughs> That's so I'm completely I'm I'm missing out. I need to go to a hotel that has one specifically there just to stay there for the well, night, take a dump, and clean my ass all out. That's my issue. I have had a bidet for two years. It is not installed because I am a fucking klutz with mechanical stuff, and I know I'm going to screw it up, and then the whole plumbing is going to be off. So I have a bidet. I just yeah. it's right. it's in a box. We've gotta, all right, we've got to solve some issues here. First, we got to get Jamie a bidet. And secondly, Maddie, come on. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> turn the water off at the bottom of the toilet, at the water thing. Quarter turn, it'll turn it off. Then you unplug the, the, the hose from the tank, plug it into the bidet, plug the hose from the bidet thing back into the tank. It's fucking two minutes. Two minutes. I'm I not a manly did. man My like you. My daughter did it at her house when she got her bidet. I'm you, not a manly man let, like your daughter. Then, you, then you've got to let another man in the house. Cool. You've got to let a strong yeah. man come into the house and be alone. I could get Brett started to come over here yeah. and man me up. I, I'm telling you, dude, you're gonna once it's done, you're gonna feel you're gonna be so happy. Well, I'm I mean, that's part of my concern, too. <laughs> I don't, it's like, uh, oh, I might like this too much. I might be spending too much time in the bathroom once paying myself. Here's the thing once you start using a bidet, you use your uh toilet paper for drying. There's oh, no yeah. poop on it when you when you see if you're still seeing th think of how debasing that is that you've got to look at your own shit every day just stare at it like no, a goddamn no. ape. Oh, well, Get a bidet, clean it all up, you pat it dry, you're done. That is the worst part of of daily Job life done. existence on the planet is that yeah. what you just described there and mm -hmm. Yeah. It yeah, is. it's time to right. move into the uh it, like it for me it's like like you know, BC time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. before bidet and after bidet, really? and that's I like the whole that. life has yeah. changed. So yeah, let's let's do the bidet thing. Convince the wife to buy one too, and I'll just yeah, whatever. Like and I'll say, look, bucks. you can use it. Yeah, you can use it after sex as well, love. You know, and you'll be clean inside too. Uh, yeah, that's right. 
You, hey, yeah. look, when your wife is done pegging you, Jamie, you can just hop right onto the, the day, <laughs> give a nice cool blast, settle your, yeah. your prostate and colon down a little bit. It'll be nice. And I, yeah. yeah, and currently I've got a bleeding colon, so I need something extra to. Oh, you definitely go. need one. Well, I've heard about this colon of yours for uh, on so many podcasts now. It's like yeah. it should be the the uh, last colon podcast. It's weird, that. right? Yeah, it should be. I don't want to distract from B Day talk, but we did have someone in the chat earlier. Um, oh, you and Andy and Christine is is obviously the start of the unbookable show. So when I asked to be on the show, too, JT acted like I was some kind of loser. Okay, that's a very critical statement right there. JT. JT. Now, who yeah. is JT? JT is the guy who decides who's on the shows. End of the fucking discussion. Yeah, I, I, come on. Let it go. Let it, it's, we're I talking know. about the past. I, I, yesterday is gone, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, and, and Christine... Uh, wasn't even paid. She was just coming along to the show because Chad was coming to do the podcast and they both live in Bisbee now. So she just wanted to come along. And then when JT heard Christine was coming, he asked her to do a set. That's it completely. It, it's yeah. completely. Yeah. But to James, to James is probably seems like someone to explain away 9-11. It's like yeah. it was just a normal terror attack and he's not. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah so let's move on from that i wanted i wanted to fight with you a little bit about yellowstone <laughs> i know you watch television a lot you're critical of several shows and you, you talk about these Kevin shows Costner. And, and i heard you talk about yellowstone and now yeah. i'm not going to defend yellowstone i'm not going to say i'm a fan of it because i've never seen an episode of it but i um well, that's kind the of only way to defend it well, no, but the one of the comments that you made were about uh, how ridiculous it is to think they're just dumping bodies over the sides uh, of a mountain and the FBI not investigating it. And uh, first of all, I know cowboys pretty well, and that's a pretty common thing. <laughs> we're killing cowboys like killing prostitutes in New York. It's like nobody misses these people. They have no family. No, it's rodeo cowboys and ranch hand cowboys, they're disposable. Uh, fair so, enough. The, that that whole point to think that that's uh, crazy a crazy idea. The rest of it I have no idea. But the other thing that got me interested in you compared it to Fa Falcon Crest, and I, I don't know Falcon Crest, but I know the era from it, and it seems like Dynasty Dallas, like in that kind of genre, right? Is mm. that what this is? It's kind of soap opera y. Yeah, but yeah, those shows were all dramatic. about like women right uh, and and like 80 big hair women and lots of those all over the yeah place. there's uh well the uh the daughter costner's daughter is one of the major players and she's a ball breaker so um but i think that uh we were making that comparison just in the soap opera -y nature of it it right. seems like it's going to be a a rough i thought it was going to be like a realistic kind of drama and it's really just a silly you know, you know kevin costner can't be kind of violence at times, and that's fine. It's just not what I thought it was going to be. No, I get it. Kevin Costner talks he, like he this. says he was tricked into it. Costner basically, yeah. and he, uh, basically, what happened was they told him uh, it's going to be like a one-time, like a, a a movie, like a three-hour movie that will run once, and uh -huh. so they shot a pilot. And then all of a sudden, they signed it, and they were promoting it as a series. And he was like, I don't know. If I pull out of this now, I destroy a lot of work for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So he felt like he was compelled to do it. 
but not happy about it, which was yeah. an odd thing for a guy who's in a popular show to be saying in an interview on primetime TV about his own show. Yeah, know? that's yeah. funny. It's got yeah. Cole Hauser, and Cole Hauser's great, so it's all worth it. Yeah. Inve right. Invest in your Yellowstone just for Cole Hauser. Well, again, I don't give a shit about the show. I just, that whole de dump, dumping cowboys, I've, I've seen that happen, man. I mean, I don't want to <laughs> give away too much. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you have lived a life, bro. <laughs> yeah. Dumping cowboys. This is what just, uh, talking about. I am such a pussy. I am like, oh, they wouldn't be able to do that. Someone would stop them. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I played 15, for 15 years at this beach venue. And right next to that beach venue where I played every week for 15 years, they found a dumping ground of bodies that have been piling up over the last 20 years. A and you just miles, happened to be there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I just happened to be there. I didn't discover the bodies. But those were prostitutes. But again, prostitutes and cowboys are pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean, problem with how they're... But here's how they dump the bodies. They just... Kick them out of a car. Wheelbarrow them off the edge of the cliff. And down they go. It just seems like if you're going to murder a bunch of people and that's going to be your business, uh, you know, maybe you'd have a better system. You know, yeah. no, seriously. Even a shallow grave. Yeah. Even a shallow grave. You're out in fucking Montana. Speaking <laughs> to the pigs. Fucking make them fertilizer. Do something. Well, that's, basically, yeah. that's what basically what they did with the girls at the Gilgo murders too. They don't. They just dropped it. No blanket. Nothing. They just pushed them out of the car. Or like on a <laughs> zero. Get <laughs> out. Yeah. Your stop oh, is here. God. Yeah, and pile to bodies. This is where we're talking about on the uh, podcast this morning. Where are we with the? Um, where are we with the with the auction here? One hundred twenty five dollars. Is it still one hundred twenty five dollars for the guitar? Let us know. Let us know. I don't see anything. So I think uh, let me just check back quickly uh, if I can. Last one. I Who had the $125 bid on the guitar? Um, wow, it's that far no. back. Somebody's got to be monitoring the chat rooms here, at least knowing what's going on. One of us needs um, to be doing this. I was looking uh, and then I stopped. And then yeah, I think we're at $125. Who's got the bid? I don't know. Is it is it Kevin? I'm sorry. I apologize for not knowing this. What kind of guitar is it? I don't, can can you put? A it's a, yeah, that? sure. I can put a picture of it. It's a and I can give you the uh, model numbers too for people who are interested in bidding on it. The guitar is this, and it is Kevin, a Ibanez. Oh, beautiful. An Ibanez GRX 70QA uh, electric guitar, transparent blues, blues burst. New, it's listed on Sweetwater, I think, at five ninety nine. Right now, the bid is one hundred twenty five dollars, and I'm going to do. Carl, we're just fucking around. You keep going, keep it Carl. going, buddy. Uh, anyway, it's uh, listed at five hundred ninety nine dollars. Right now, it's listed at one hundred twenty five dollars. I'm going to do my best to try to get as many people as I can, people you know and love, uh, to sign the thing if we can. That's a logistical. I'm going to bid on this. Yeah, I'm going to have to drive down to Austin and get get Brett to sign it. Well, I'm going to bid on it so I can just sign it when I get it. Uh oh. That's uh -oh. like a Randy Rhodes special right there, dude. That is for if if you're a guitar player that, as the kids say, shreds. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what this is. You right there, it looks like to me. That's yeah. a shredder right there. 
It sure is. It's, it's a bad, badass Steve I type of uh, guitar. Steve I endorses these models, and so it, that's exactly what yeah. it is—a shredder uh, guitar. Anyway, that's what it looks like, and cool. get it out that's of the way. Badass man, well done. Yeah, so we're hoping in forty-six hours from now, or forty when we close the bidding on that ten p.m. tomorrow night, we're expecting that to be one billion dollars for the guitar. One billion. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, it's standing. One billion. On. Uh, it's gonna go up from there because I'm gonna bid on it as soon as I'm off of here. Well, we're going to let you go in just one minute, but we want to wrap up by kind of uh, reminding people that this is really all about Andy. All this money is going to Andy right now. The uh, GoFundMe page, it's linked to at the bottom of this and at minddogtv.com slash potathon. There's a link if if you... It's too complicated there. Just go there. There's a big donate now, which takes you to GoFundMe, and you're you're in. So, Brett, uh, help us out. Give give people a pitch why they... Why Andy is so important to humanity. I know. Well, yeah, thanks. I here's what it's here's what it comes down to, everybody. When when you guys think about a person like Andy Andrist and and what he means to everybody and what he's going through right now, what we all need to do is come together and see Brett Erickson open for Tony Hinchcliffe this weekend at Wise Guys in Las Vegas. Two shows Friday. Two shows Saturday. Brett Erickson, Tony <laughs> Hinchcliffe. It's going to be, we're going to be having a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope to see you at the show. Great. No, come on, Andy's great the best. And, uh, and, and we love him. And, uh, you know, we, we need him around because, you know, I, Glenn was talking about his, uh, you know, how he's, cra- he's crazy. And he is crazy. He's one of those guys who, who and normally for comedians this is uh, uh, bad, but he's one of those guys who can't shut the comedy off, and it's not because he's performative. He just is always funny. the The pain that's buried down inside of this guy is so real and so uh, it's 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 intense. And the coping mechanism that he has built to deal with that is just this cutting wit that never fucking stops. I mean, the reason comics love him so much is that if you are around Andy on stage, he's hilarious. And the new special is an example of that. But if you're around him off stage, it's unbelievable how much even funnier he is off stage. He can't stop doing it no matter what. And it's it's an affliction. But it makes everybody around him happier. And that's the kind of thing that uh, is it's beautiful when that gets put out into the world that way. I don't know if he's doing it consciously or unconsciously or what that mix is, but he's doing it and it's a beautiful thing. And the longer he can be around to do it, the better. Excellent yes. stuff. Excellent stuff. Thank you, Brett. Thanks so much for being part of this. And again, I'm going to put this out there. And uh, just because uh, I, I'm madly in love with you, uh, I really want you to be on the Mind Dog TV podcast. Uh, you're convenient whenever you want. Day and night. No, I'm, I'm doing away with the afternoon show. So it's just going to be morning and night. Uh, morning's my best time so i i will take you up on that brother i enjoy coming on with you all the time and i'm so thankful for all you guys for doing this thanks i'm gonna install it today on on, uh, just because you made me do it (laughs) i love mine dog i love you (laughs) i love having the dog be the best friend of my mind